Hello. Hello, Viv. Hello. Are you ready to do this? Yeah, I am excited to do this. <laughs> Not just you know what? I've never had anyone say that. Now you've just changed the trajectory of my entire day. <laughs> oh, great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I could lighten somebody's day. <laughs> okay, let's start. Um, hi. <clears throat> hi. I'm Viv. Your... Hi. No, Jared, that's the intro. Oh. That I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll start again. Hi, I'm Viv, your host of COVID Bites, a conversation where you don't have to shower or shave to pull up a chair. Coffee or wine is optional, but giving yourself 15 minutes to connect with others, a must. This podcast is a daily check-in with friends from all around the world or just around the corner to understand their what's during this time. What do they miss? What have they learned? What are they grateful for or not? And who knows, maybe one of their what's could turn into a do for you too. Today, we are touching base with Jared. Jared is a Wisconsin native who has called Minnesota home for 20 years. By day, he is a software product manager. By night, you can find him either refereeing football or coaching his daughter's basketball or softball team. He is a father, a son, a brother, and a spouse. He's been called Cliff Kelvin by his friends for having so much disparate anecdotes of information in his brain that it's amazing he can even remember his children's names. He's passionately curious about just about everything from philosophy and religion to science and technology, as well as sports, home improvement, and education. We could go on. But instead, I will actually let Jared speak now and say, hi, Jared. Hi, Viv. <laughs> um, Cliff Kelvin, please educate me. Who's Cliff Kelvin? Yeah, so it's Cliff Clavin. Um, he's, he's oh. yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I, he's, uh, he, he's a, he's a character from Cheers who. Oh, yes. The, the big guy who wears a, has a tie, right? Nope. You're thinking, um, that's Norm. Cliff Clavin is the guy who was the, the, uh, the postal worker who he, he always, he always had a little, a little known fact. And it was always, it was always, um, Cliff, I don't even know why I asked, and I don't even think I did, but for some reason you seem to pull a little known fact out of some place. Oh, gotcha. And he had a mustache, right? Yes. Okay. Like, third one's a charm. Okay. You, you know go. what? That makes more sense, because when I, when I read the introduction, and for some reason I said Calvin. I was thinking Calvin and Hobbes and I completely went down a different rabbit hole on that one. So. <laughs> That's great. Um, so um, I know in your intro you said by night you're either refereeing football or coaching your daughter's basketball or softball team. I'm guessing that's kind of come to a halt. So now what are you doing to fill up your time in the evenings? Yeah, so you're right. That has come to a screeching halt, although not entirely. So what I'm doing oh, yeah. to, I, I'll answer your first question, but then I can tell you how some of those things are still continuing on in spite of all this. Um, yeah. So, so what I'm doing in the evenings pretty much is just spending even more time with my family. Uh, we've we've made it a point to do something active, even if it's just something as simple as going for a, a walk around our neighborhood. But we try mm -hmm. to do it. So I have two daughters. 
So okay. my wife and I and two daughters, there's four of us, and we'll either split up and go two by two or we'll go four, all of us. Um, usually it depends on the kid's mood. Um, I've got one daughter who absolutely loves her scooter. Um, I've, in fact, I've, she's eight. And I've, uh, okay. I've, I've asked my wife if we need to get her a skateboard and knee pads and everything, because I think if she, I think she would love skateboarding if we got it for her. Um, awesome. so yeah, we try to do something active and then we come home and kind of settle into our evening. Um, we're, our family, we're, we're kind of homebodies anyway, mm. you know, okay. so other than those things that I mentioned to you. For the most part, we're pretty boring people. We like to have a slow pace of life in the evening, and so it hasn't changed a lot. I think the only difference is we just know that there's not there, there's no place to go afterwards. Um, gotcha. So yeah, so that's how we do that's how we do our evenings. Um, I will say though, you know, I'm thinking about this because you know when when I grew up, I was a kid of the '80s. Um, and when I grew up, you know, you had to, I mean, even in the nineties, it cost like 25 cents a minute just to call somebody from a different town. It was, you mean the, the, uh, we don't even have a concept of that level of isolation anymore yeah. in our society. And so, you know, even just thinking how much the internet and video and chat and everything has, um, has enabled us and and the degree to which if you can even go back in your mind two or three months ago and think about your whole attitude about you know video chats and all of these things and just how it, it's kind of amazing how quickly everyone has embraced this technology and yeah. then, um, not only person to person but I'll even give you a, an example and it comes from um, football officiating um, so refereeing and football, oh, wait, is this, is this an example that I need to know or understand from a football standpoint? Oh, it has nothing okay to to do, well, it has nothing to do with football and everything just to okay. culture. <laughs> um, so again, I mean, we're talking about American football here, not, uh, okay. not soccer. Yes. Not soccer. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I know you have clarification one all over the world. So I just want to be, crystal clear <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, we we would have rules meetings in the off season where we would we would travel to a common location and open up our rule books and somebody would give a talk on a rule and we would discuss mm -hmm. it and we've had scenarios and you know it's some of the things that happen behind the scenes in refereeing that most people who are outside of it don't realize that people do. Yeah, we have very seamlessly just shifted to online. It, it hasn't even been a hiccup. Yeah, there's been a little bit of learning along the way. But hmm. everything has just gone online and people have been so open and willing to embrace the technology. And what's great about it, and this is what I love about being a product manager, because of course everything ties back to product. It's a, <laughs> you know, it's it's about it's about what the technology enables. It's not about the technology itself. And what it is enabling is us to continue our learning, continue to learn from each other. Um, continue to build those relationships um, digitally and that's what's been so awesome about it and I, I just I can't even imagine what this time would be like without this without all of these products out there well and do you find <clears throat> so when you mentioned 
um you know it's it's the the like what technology like you said it's not the technology but more about what it enables have you found that it's also enabled a humanness along the way and the reason why i asked that is because um like the other day um my 7 year old came up while i was in a meeting you know with my team and she just kind of walked up to the the teams meeting and waved and smiled and previously you know i completely would have been mortified and kind of very quickly shoved her away and be like sorry guys i apologize and yet now because that's become part of our day um everyone just kind of paused i didn't mind i said hi guys caroline wants to say hi you know and just kind of wave and it's it's almost that relaxes now where we're so used to it and so it's enabled a little bit of humanness along the way does that make sense that makes absolute sense and i've had very many of those same thoughts like i almost i think i almost want to see my coworkers kids and dogs and cats and gerbils and, <laughs> and fish you know what i mean it because it Please. shows it shows all of us that we're all just people we're all and i think even in, in like in my journey in product management for example um people have have said to me they're like you speak so authoritatively on the subjects you know about and it's like you can you can even give presentations to to vice presidents and yada 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 and i'm like well they're just people right i mean we're, we're all just human beings and i think what this technology has enabled is it's it's a window into not just this professional persona i mean cuz the professional persona is almost a little impersonal mhm you know and and, and and it's 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 this veneer on ourselves yes. that we show to our coworkers and there's just not it there there's so it, we don't have time you know like we just we don't have the energy right now to have that that personal professional veneer and i think what people are realizing is that there's not a whole lot of value in that, that personal that that professional veneer and it's like you know what we're all just people let's just be people and we're it's really more important about what we're trying to get done than it is you know how professional i can present things to you in fact i had a vp on a call just this last week who was wearing a t-shirt with a stormtrooper on the front of it love it and the reason he was wearing it is because he was presenting um something to another vp who had to make a decision and he knew that that other vp loved star wars <laughs> he sort of did it um as a way to not only show his own personality but to uh, sort of lighten the mood and be very welcoming for his audience it's it's so timely that you mention that because I was literally having this conversation last night with my husband because I started a new job well 3 months ago so just before covid and you know there's all the usual um titles and navigations and all that sort of stuff that come with the territory and I was saying to my husband that I actually think it's been easier making connections and working from home and being involved in these various different meetings kind of all the way up the chain exactly to your point because everyone's on the same level we're all you know at home in our space um you know we it's that humanness that you were talking about and so i actually think i've had a better time acclimating to the relationships not actually being physically there if that makes sense it's it's just such an interesting concept that that makes perfect sense because as you said we're all on the same level i'm i'm seeing um 
you know, everybody's rooms that haven't been cleaned or dusted in the same way that they're seeing mine that haven't been cleaned or dusted. And in fact, it's even, there's still, you know, I was watching um, Korean baseball last night. Okay. Because, yeah. because they're, I don't know if anybody is from, is knows, but they've actually opened up the Korean baseball organization and they're playing games with no fans. But ESPN is broadcasting them. ESPN is broadcasting these games and how they're doing it is they have a play-by-play person and a color commentator person and they're both in their own homes in the U.S. And they are broadcasting the games from their homes watching the Korean video feed. And, you know, it, when where I'm getting at is they're even trying to have some sort of a veneer with that where they're putting all of their their baseball memorabilia behind them so it's it's in view and it's in camera and on the one hand it's really neat because it shows you a little window into their own personality because it's all their things it's not like they ordered a bunch of baseballs to from the company to be able to put behind them it's things they've already had it's their personal stuff right but at the same time there's a little bit of artificialness to it because you didn't have all that stuff in that spot before you started doing this. <laughs> I mean, come on, show me the wastebasket that needed to be emptied last week. Yeah. I mean, because like we said, we, we really are in all in this together and it's just, Hey, here's who I am. And we're just, we're, we're making our way through it and we're all human beings. Um, on that piece about all being human beings, um, what are you grateful for right now? What I am really grateful for is one huge piece of learning that I've had with this. So just to give every all of our listeners, and I'm very upfront because I want to normalize this, very upfront about this. I have struggled um, for a lot of my life, really, but only very in the last year and a half, pretty intensely with uh, depression and anxiety. And the reason I bring that the the reason I bring that up is because I have noticed, even though, like I said at the very at the very beginning of our talk here, uh, my family we're pretty boring people. We we are kind of homebodies. We like to stay home. However, just knowing that we have the option of doing something or going somewhere or having something exciting to go see or do or whatnot, now that we don't have that as much how that really can affect someone's psyche. And I, I like I said, I'm, I'm kind of in tune with this, having struggled with depression, how physiologically those, those signs, just knowing that you don't have that thing where you can actually go and do. So for example, mm. as it's as wonderful as it has been to have that human contact over video, There is still something about person-to-person, face-to-face contact that has, um, that just does some, I would just say it does something for the soul. You know, we are, we are communal beings. We don't live in bubbles, even though sometimes we try to at least live in an echo chamber, but it's really how that can affect you physically and so it's i'm almost thankful that i went have gone through this um a lot of the the counseling i've been through and gotten the tools and things that i have because 
I'm able to recognize when, oh, my body's just feeling depressed. I'm, I'm having a physical reaction to what's going through right now. And I know how to manage this and I know how to handle it and I know how to get out of this. And I also know that everything's going to be okay. So that's one thing I'm actually really grateful for right now is the fact that I can feel it happening and the fact that now I have this experience. I have this experience of being shut off. So I can understand how somebody in a nursing home that never gets visitors and can't hardly leave their room just lives with like, they can't just say, oh, well, great. I get to sit in front of the TV all day and watch TV and, and have somebody just cater to my every need. Well, for as wonderful as that sounds when we're busy, 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 that's really a Mm. bummer when it's the only thing you can do. So just having that deeper appreciation of other people's experiences and what happens in a really um, a sort of a visceral way to people has been that I'm actually really thankful for having this experience so that I know what that's like. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to keep on with that. And as we, as we wrap up, cause we're already at time, yeah, we but as we, um, what, with with regards to the um, the depression that you mentioned, what what advice would you give to people who are feeling depressed right now? You know, or who kind of bump into exactly what you spoke about? What advice would you give to them during this time? Um, I, the advice I would give is not only the simplest advice that's out there, but also the most difficult to embrace. Find the helpers. Yeah. And don't be embarrassed about needing to find the helpers. You are, your body, your mind is reacting in a, you can, you cannot control what's happening to you any more than you can control your heart beating. And so you need help and it's okay to need help. It's normal to need help. So who are the helpers? Well, it's it's not only psychologists and counselors and, and having all that stuff, but find the people in your life who who make you feel like you're not alone. You know, I had one really good friend who as I was really in the in the depths of depression, yeah. who had some experience dealing with somebody in their family who had it. And she just looked at me and she said, I will be here for you. No matter what you need, if all you need to do is sit on your bed and cry and you need someone to sit there and hold your hand while you're crying, I will do it. Find the people in your life who care enough about you and understand what's going on to let you be a person and let you know and just embrace the fact that this person you know isn't you. It's a process that you have to go through to heal and find the helpers. Don't be embarrassed to find the helpers. It will help normalize depression and mental illness. We, we need to start normalizing mental illness in this country. We, we don't do it. We need to do it. And the best way to do it is know that there are people out there who can help. There are people out there who care about you and find the helpers. 
Mm-hmm. Jared, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, I am so glad that um, indirectly through this, I have found a helper. So oh, thank you. Thanks, Val. I'll, I'll, um, I'll chat to you soon and actually very soon. Okay, so. sounds good. <laughs> Bye, Jared. Bye.